Now I'm going to tell you what it is, okay? It's a dumbass white movie about some dumbass white girls getting their white asses cut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> yeah, I suppose Sandra Bullock is Miss Ethnicity, right? Well, no, all I'm saying is that the horror genre is historical for excluding African-American elements. Well, that's how you get your PhD in black cinema, Sister Soldier. Welcome back to Afro Horror, everyone. My name is Sharday Sellers. I'm here with my co-host, Chris Courtney Martin. Hey, y'all. And today we are talking about the greatest sequel in horror cinematic history. And I'm not making that up. It is Scream 2. Yes! And we have our special guest with us, our assistant for the day, Larika! Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> she came in with a woo-woo. How are you doing today? I'm well. How are you? Good. Have you seen Scream 2? I have years ago. Well, okay, great. So pull back on that. Okay. Remember, dig deep. Okay. <laughs> um, Chris and I rewatched it this week, and it still holds up. It's an amazing sequel. Um, first, I want to start off with some facts. Uh, so Scream 2 premiered December 12th, 1997, which is kind of crazy to think about it so close to Christmas, <laughs> but I love it. Um, it's a runtime of 120 minutes. Uh, I can't believe that only because I feel like it was so short last time I saw it. But yeah, it's, it's a two-hour film. Um, distributed by Dimension Films, RIP. Budget $24 million, and it grossed $172.4 million. So it definitely made its money back. Directed by the incomparable Wes Craven and written by Kevin Williamson, the greatest horror duo in our lifetime. Um, composed by Markle Beltrami. Uh, cinematographer Peter Deming. Editor Patrick Losera. <laughs> um, and then our our wonderful black actors are Elise Neal playing Hallie McDaniel, Jada Pinkett Smith playing Maureen Evans, Omar Epps playing Phil Stevens, and Duane Martin playing Joel, who I almost forgot about. But uh, we definitely can't forget about Joel. Joel's we really can't. important. He's important. So because... important. <laughs> because of a lot. Because <laughs> Joel is the black man we all need to be. <laughs> yeah, he's the voice of reason. And he makes it. So And he makes it. Yeah, he is our sole survivor. We'll get to that later in our time of death segment. Um, first impressions of this movie. The 1997, I was eight by this point. How old were you? Um, I was about six going on. No, I was like six, six or seven. So we definitely didn't see it during that time. I'm pretty sure I saw Did you? I, I remember my sister had the magazine poster from like 17 or something that had Sarah Michelle Geller. Because remember her Ooh. being in it was like a big draw, even though like, you know, what happened happened. I mean, Sarah Michelle, yeah. this was her prime, you guys. Not that she's fallen off. She's always going to be Buffy. She's always going to be that girl. But she was doing Buffy. She did. I know he's did last summer and she did this movie. Yeah. Damn, no one had a better year than her in 97. <laughs> so you got to see it because your older sister is a terrible person. <laughs> no way you should have been watching that movie at six years I old. Mean, <laughs> it, it made me who I am today. <laughs> Overexposure. Over I, I don't, definitely don't think I saw it when I was seven. I think I saw Scream 2 sometime in middle school, like 12 or 13 at an appropriate age. Um, I can't remember. I definitely didn't see it in theaters. I know we went to Blockbuster 
and rented it <laughs> for sure. Which brings me to the good old days of Blockbuster, where if you had a rated R film, which this was, you had to have a parent with you. Ooh. Remember that? Remember parental guidance when that was a thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and then you had to rewind your tape. Oh. Or they charge you a rewind fee. And we always got charged that fee. (laughs) My mother was just like, we, whatever. (laughs) We're not going to rewind it. So um, here's the thing about Scream 2, everyone. So we've got three black women here talking about Scream 2. It is the most black people in the Scream franchise. Actually, lies, lies. The new Scream TV show has the most black people in Scream history. But to be fair... It's nothing associated with the franchise. They don't even mention Sydney. It's not even Woodsboro. And the killer, this ghost face is called Ghostface, but it's Ghostface baby. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's no laugh because <laughs> I mean my friends at um Horror Queers got in a lot of trouble. There's a I don't know if you guys know on Twitter, there's some hardcore scream the TV show fans. Not scream the franchise, scream the TV show. It it makes no sense to me. Well, I vaguely, that's the one with the the girl from, sorry, the young woman from You, right? With Penn Badgley. She starred in the Scream, the TV show. Or am I mixing up my... I think you're mixing up. This is, um, this has uh, Tyga. <gasps> how did I miss I, I definitely <laughs> didn't see that then, because how the... I Tyga. would not miss Tyga. This has Tyga. It has Kiki Palmer. I'm already scared. Oh, word. <laughs> I'm already scared. I'm shook. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. so rude. That's the sound ghost face. Yeah. Um, no, Tiger Tiger's in it. He's acting and he's not ghost face, you guys. I don't I haven't seen the show, so I don't know what he's doing. But no, that's not it. This is Kiki Palmer, Tyga, I think like some <laughs> other black people and some other actors. Definitely missed uh, that one. But no, my friend Trace at Horror Queers does reviews for Bloody Disgusting and he reviewed the show and and people went in on him on Twitter, called him Trop, Flop Trace. Trace flop. <laughs> he flopped. And I was like, clearly that's a Gen Xer because like, <laughs> like, what kind of insult? I'm a flop. <laughs> he actually changed his Twitter handle to Trace Flop. And I was like, yes. Um, so I, I take that back. Scream 2, uh, the TV, Scream, the TV series has more black people. Um, but Scream 2, before Scream, the TV series, there was only Scream 1, 2, 3, and, and then later on 4. And Scream 2 has the most black people, but also the most black deaths. <laughs> encompassing it and you know what pisses me off you know what grinds my gears they open with the goddamn d'angelo song as my <laughs> as as my my soul brother nasir kenna Faraby would say they got us with the okie doke like they really they really it was so black in. that movie the first 10 minutes of scream is so black we've got jada who and if, if you listen to our intro that intro is from scream 2 where jada is basically saying the horror franchise is notoriously you know terrible to black people <laughs> and then she ends up dying this very violent death um and it's yeah d'angelo white people watch and do nothing this is a bunch of white bitches getting cut the fuck up like that's what she said <laughs> and then she gets cut the fuck up yeah. so <laughs> it's, um which kevin williamson wrote this and i know he's in on the joke i i know see at that time this came out what 1997 yeah this was the height of black people die 
in horror movies, you know the black person is going to die. You just know mm-hmm. that. So I love that Kevin was being very meta mm-hmm. and on point by saying, yeah, well, we're going to play along. We're in on the joke. The characters are in on the joke that, yeah, you guys kill us off in the first 10 minutes. But it also plays to the point that Jada, um, I wasn't, I'm seven, so I don't know how huge she was. But I know she was a big name her yeah. whole life. So it plays to the point where you're like, oh, shoot, they killing Jada in the first 10 minutes? So what the hell? Anything can happen in this film. Same way they did in the first screen with Drew Barrymore. Um, so I want to start at the beginning because that's where most of the Black people die. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Omar fine-ass Epps. Still fine, for Still the record. fine. And Jada Pinkett Smith. I was like, wow, what a damn good looking couple. Yeah. And they're going to the movies, you know, and they're going to see Stab, which this is very smart of Kevin. That's what I love about the Scream franchise, that it plays into, it knows what it's doing, right? You're like, if Woodsboro was a real thing, that's exactly what happened in Hollywood. We would, we would gut it. Not to be, you know, funny. We would definitely gut this tragic story and turn it into a multi-million dollar franchise. And so what they did in, in Scream, too, was they played off the fact with Scream with Sydney and everything that happened. And they said, okay, we, they turned into movie Stab. And now Jada and um, her boyfriend, Omar Epps, are going to see Stab. And in the beginning, Jada's like, I want to see... What was the girl's uh, Sandra Bullock? Sandra Bullock. I want to see Sandra Bullock's film, and he's like, "No, they get it's free tickets to see Stab." That's literally what he says. That's why we're seeing the movie because it's free. Like, how can you pass up a free movie? And I was like, "I'm with you." He, he cheap ass. Let's stop. Let's start there. You took your girl to a free ass movie. Didn't even want to pay for popcorn. Didn't want to pay for popcorn or her jujubes. <laughs> Nothing. And and his dumb ass. I love him, but. If I'm in a bathroom stall and someone is going through it, I'm not putting. I'm not trying. No, yeah, they going through it. <laughs> is it like is, is is this a glory hole? Why the fuck are you putting your face? Which is next to the the Kristen. Kristen, is, our intern is here. Have you, you've never seen Scream Two, right? Have you seen any of the scary movie spoofs? Yes. Yeah. So that from scary movie, the original one, that scene where I think. Sean Waynes is leaning against the bathroom stall and a dick goes through his ear. Oh. That that's from you never see that? Cause, that's cause from Scream 2. Cause it's because it's a spoof. So and, in, in Scream 2, Omar Epps is in the bathroom and he's first okay. of all, <laughs> if scary, movie. scary movie in Scream 2. Yes. Scary movie is based on <laughs> you're like, I just heard dick through the ear. I don't know what you're like, wait, what? I'm like, that's pretty scary. <laughs> Uh, right. But in the, in the, in Scream 2, okay. So Omar Epps is in the bathroom stall, which first of all, he's in the stall. I'm like, are you doing a number two? Cause why didn't you use the urinal? Like who drops a deuce at the theater? There's so many <laughs> questions. So many questions for me. Why? Oh, that's right. Cause when he got to the stall, someone was using oh, yeah. the, and you never go in the middle between two people. I guess if you're a guy, like if there's one guy in the left, one guy on the right, you, you don't be that weird person that takes it. I guess that's a rule. Yeah. My brothers told me that. Um, so Omar walks in and he sees like there's people at the urinal so he's gonna use the stall which how convenient for Ghostface right like thank god those guys are pissing there (laughs) did he pay them maybe who knows (laughs) but so Ghostface is in the stall next door to him and he we don't know it's Ghostface yet but Omar you know does his business doesn't get to wash his hands which pisses me off (laughs) literally and (laughs) he's here like whimpering here he's like oh and, and he's like, oh, and what's that? Like a curious damn Nancy. And I was like, no, 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 no. We not. That's not how it. Like we mentioned, 
I don't know if we're going to talk about that episode. But anyway, he puts his ear to the stall to hear better. And I was kind of like, why don't you just look over the stall? Like, that is like cardboard. Like, no, what is what are stalls made out of? Like metal, right? Like, par- well, it looked like those shits were made out of particle board or something. Yeah, it looked like, like, some, yeah. like, like some Ikea <laughs> bullshit. Right. But in a normal movie theater, it's, it would like be metal. metal. It's like metal. But here's the thing. Because you've never seen the movie. You've never seen the movie. He puts his ear to the stall door and... Ghostface stabs him through the stall door with this giant knife that goes in his ear and comes back out. And, like, that's why we're saying, like, why is the stall door, like, paper? Like, what kind of knife is he, like, wielding? Right? And we have to go with the suspension of belief. So we'll (laughs) stick with you, Kevin. Like, yes, a knife can go through a stall door. Like, because it was a cool scene. Um, But that's where they got the spoof from Scream, (laughs) from Scary Movie. And in Scary Movie, as you know, Sean Wayne, uh, Marlon, no, Sean, sorry. Sean Waynes puts his ear to the stall mm-hmm. and a dick goes in it. So, <laughs> and, that, and that's it. Uh, and that's how um, Omar dies. And what's our time of death on that, Chris? That is around <laughs> eight minutes and 16 seconds in. Maybe rest in peace, Phil Stevens. At R. eight R. minutes and 20 seconds, it didn't last long at all. Poor, poor guy. Um, and to die that way in the bathroom stall on a dirty-ass floor with a knife in your ear, it's got to it's gotta suck. Um, but before uh, Ghostface goes back to the theater, he takes uh, Phil's jacket, his leather jacket, and he goes into the theater, still, you know, ghost face mask on, because the whole theater has ghost face mask on. It's like a big premiere. It's like when Star Wars came out years ago, everyone would dress up as yeah. a Jedi. You can't do that shit now. They ruined it, you know, when they shot people in the theater. Um, so there's no more costumes in theaters at all. But at that time in the 97, that was a thing. You would go to the theater, you'd dress up as the character. And the I think the movie was even passing out promotional mask. Oh, yeah. At the door, they were giving out They were giving out masks. So it wasn't so it wasn't so far to believe that he went and got the mask and put it on. So he gets into the theater, which everyone is fucking loud in. They're really rowdy in this theater. And I'm like, is this an Inglewood? <laughs> like <laughs> they pregame. This is not Special? an arc light. Arc light would not play this shit. <laughs> so they're really rowdy. They're watching Stab the movie, which is basically Scream the movie in a in their world. Mm-hmm. And he sits down and puts his arm around Jada Pinkett and she kind of closes in like, baby, you missing it. <laughs> and I was like, girl, how you not know that's not your man? Like, the, just because of the jacket? Just the jacket? Like, you can't smell him. You can't, it's not, <laughs> you don't sense that that's not your man, but suspension of belief. Yeah. We'll go there. We'll take it. And she's scared. She's watching the movie and she's all curled up in, in ghost face what she thinks is her boyfriend's arms. And then she realized, I think she like felt his muscle. She's like, oh, <laughs> she felt his arm was like, uh-uh, that's not you. And realized quickly that it's Ghostface and he stabs her right in the gut in the theater. Look, Kristen shook because she's never seen it. I'm play by play giving her the film. <laughs> um, and then it gets crazy. and it's But it's believable because everyone in the theater is so into this horror movie and they're all screaming and yelling that when Jada is literally dying and she's being stabbed, everyone thinks it's a part of the, the joke. They think it's a part of the show. They think it's a part of the theater. So it's a bystander effect where people are literally watching Jada get stabbed over like 10 times in front of them. And her final scene, which is the best moment of the franchise ever, she gets in front of the projector screen, which um, on on the screen behind her in the movie Stab, the blonde just died. And she screams, she looks at them like, you motherfucker! 
motherfuckers! Like, how dare you? And she screams and she falls over and she dies. At what time was that? Our time that of death was at 11 minutes and 26 Very seconds. Very intense. Yeah. 11 minutes in and we lost two black people. <laughs> yeah, you're sweating. You got, it's, it's much better when you watch it. I'm not doing it justice. Oh. I mean, I was like borderline triggered. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I was like, yeah, it's believable because it's like, you know, they're doing all this crazy promo shit. But in 2019, I also feel like if a black woman was being stabbed to death, I can't, I can't guarantee that people would, depending on where you are, I can't guarantee that people would step in. Well, you know what's first of all, no, that's, that's true. They wouldn't. Um, it's interesting. A scene like this had to be in 1997. You couldn't have this scene in 2019. Yeah. There's no way. Not with all the things that have actually really happened in movie theaters yeah. since then. Um, even now, I know it's crazy, but I, I have a rule. I don't go see opening day movies for big blockbusters mm-hmm. ever since um, Dark Knight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I won't do it. And I know it's it's crappy and it's like, oh, you shouldn't be scared. But yeah, I'm I'm terrified. Y'all come to theaters with knives and shit and guns. No, I'm not going. I, I will watch it on a Tuesday morning and enjoy, <laughs> like, enjoy it. Spider-Man is the same on Tuesday morning as it is at 10 o'clock on a Saturday. So true. Yeah. So I think for this movie to do that in 97, mm-hmm. um, it could never be replicated. There's no way. I remember a little Wayne had a video where uh People were getting shot in a movie theater, and it was shortly after Aurora, and they actually didn't release it. They said, no, we can't release it. He had a movie? He had a music video. Oh, music video. Yeah, it was like a gangster-themed music video, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, mob, and they were shooting people in the theater, and they are like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. We're, not, we're not releasing that. So, so we're 11 minutes in, and we lost Jada, and we lost Omar, rest in peace, to Maureen and her semi-interesting boyfriend, Phil. Um... But what a way to open a sequel. Like, if yeah. you're gonna, like, bigger and better, that's the point of the sequel, right? So, we, we're not out of black people, though. We still have two more left. Yeah, Elise Neal is in this as the token black best friend. Yes, the token. Well, I don't wanna spoil it. Well, it you came know, out. it's. it's it's 20 time. years ago. This yeah. self-sacrificing <laughs> black friend. A, Self, yeah. a trope that I despise and will drag throughout the duration of this podcast. Um, and we're going to talk about, I know, I still know what you did last summer soon in the upcoming episodes where Brandy is very different from mm-hmm. Elise's character. Brandy has some layers to mm-hmm. her. Um, unlike Elise, he, she literally comes in and says a couple of words. And this is no shade to Elise. All shade to everyone else um <laughs> she says a couple of words she's said are you okay just like our girl rachel true said in the horror noir documentary yeah basically that was the line are you okay are you okay are you okay and that's all elise got to do until she got killed, yeah. killed. and no one asked her if she was okay no one asked elise, right? elise are you okay here's my thing there's actually a line where i think jerry o'connell is putting um Sydney in the cab or whatever so that they can go to wherever the fuck. And Elise Neal's like, don't worry, I'm her therapist. As though this shit is not happening to her too. Right, like, bitch, aren't you afraid? Your friend is literally the angel of death, as they call her in Scream 4. She got a literal body count. And I'm not fucking with you if people are dying around you. I'm gonna be next. No fool. That's why I love the character of um, Joel so much, because Joel had the perception to say, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, um... (laughs) Miss Weathers, your last cameraman died. This one just died in our van. I'm out. And he drops his camera bag and he pieces out. And for me, it's so frustrating that Hallie did not do that. 
Mm-hmm. I don't care how good of a friend we are. <laughs> I would have been like, fuck y'all. I'm transferring to Howard. <laughs> right. Peace out yes. to this bullshit. Yeah, Scream 2 is a cautionary tale of what happens when you go to a P- PWI. <laughs> it's a, cause yeah. a lesson. Uh, because it, it, I'm not following you, Sydney girl. Nah, nah, you didn't. And then we and I want to talk about this. We will talk about this later. And I still know what you did last summer. Uh, but to bring it up. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt's character never tells Brandy, her her supposed best friend, the whole story about the fisherman. And I was like, bitch, if you have someone hunting you, I'm going to need to know. Like, I don't want to room with you. I don't want to go out with you at night. Like, I don't even know her like that. Like, why kill me? <laughs> like, what's the point? So, Elise, what do we have? Do we have a time of death for Elise? I do. She dies about an hour and 30 in. I have to... Oh, hold oh, poor Elise. I, I mean, poor Hallie. Not Elise. Elise is alive and well and kicking. Hallie dies at an hour and thirty-one minutes in, so around the third act break, I guess. Yeah, it's it's about Second a two-hour movie. Yeah, she almost <laughs> makes it. She's yeah, forty minutes off, and she would have she would have pulled through. Um, but the, I will say that scene where Hallie and um, Sydney are in the cab. There's a scene they. The cab crash, or not a cab, it's a police car. Mm-hmm. And the police car crashes and Ghostface is there and he gets knocked out and they're trying to climb over him. And yeah. then the doors are jammed so Sydney can't let Hallie out. She has to climb over. I was like, look, thank God she's skinny because <laughs> had it been me, my big ass just would have been dead. <laughs> I would have hung we in the horn. Down. We all going down. I'd be like, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Mr. Killer. <laughs> but the, the scene is... It, her death is the worst. At least, like, at least if you're going to kill us, that's why I could appreciate Jada's and Omar's death. I was like, ooh, very creative. Like, I like it. And we're the opening scene. Elise is literally standing there in the middle of the street. Sydney has to go back to check on the killer. She has to go back. Why she wants she to go back to check on Bitch, that's what I said. (laughs) I said, Sydney, now come on. We've been through this. You already know it's someone close to you. You already know it's two killers, and you already know his name is Ghostface. He gonna disappear. He gonna disappear. She's like, I have to go back. I have to know who it is. I have to make the stop. I was like, right, come on. And Elise is sitting there like, why? Sydney, Elise should have been gone. Like, all right, girl, bye. Like Brenda in scary movie. (laughs) Bye, girl. I love you. Um, but she doesn't. And of course, Sydney looks into the taxi cab and he's gone. No shit. And then she turns around and Lisa goes, what? Bam, stabbed in in the heart. And she's like, ah! She like falls to the ground. And then Elisa's dead. And uh, I keep calling her Elise, sorry. And then Hallie is dead. Um, and that's the end of, yeah, that was the end of Hallie. I just find it ironic that her name is Hallie McDaniel, which seems like a nod to Hattie McDaniel. Ooh, Kevin Williamson. Can you um, confirm? Let's at Kevin Williamson and yeah. ask him if that was intentional. Yeah, that seems... I don't know if that would be a nod, if anything. I don't know. I hope... Not a nod, not but a like... Nod. A, but you know how, it's like, in the, 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 the first 15 minutes were supposed to be a nod. Like, yeah, yeah. Me, like we're being meta, but, like, also got to watch two Black people die viciously. Mm-hmm. Two Black people that you know and love and are, like... Two of the most popping actors at the time. Hmm. Kevin, let us know. It's Hallie, Hallie McDaniel and Hallie Mc, Hattie McDaniel. Hattie McDaniel. That's right. Let us know. That's interesting. Um, because honestly, Hallie plays a uh, kind of a mammy figure in this. Yeah. Yeah. She has to always support Sydney. Sydney didn't even ask, like, did you eat today, Hallie? 
Did you get some sleep? Did you get some exercise? How's your classes going? It's always Sydney, Sydney, Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> True. So Hallie's a good ass friend because not me, never me. <laughs> not, not for my life. But <laughs> then we have left, all we have left is Joel. And Joel really brings it home for us. Joel is the cameraman for Grace, or what, what is Gail her name? Weathers. Gail Weathers. Wow, I said Grace Weathers. Uh, Gail Weathers, and if you remember, oh, you know what I just thought about? Gail's last cameraman was Latino. Mm-hmm. She be killing off these people of color. <laughs> her, her cameraman was Latino in, in the first scream, and uh, Joel is black. And Joel had the foresight to be like, nah, I'm out. But then Joel came back at the end when everything kind of wrapped up, which I love. He was like, no. Oh, y'all so, so uh, about my payment. He oh, came back. Dead? He's like, oh, you you lived? All right, let's get this on, let's get this on camera. Um, but but that's exactly how it should have been. Like, I'm a, it, when all this blows over and you yeah. dead or alive, I'm gonna come back. But uh, yeah, that y'all check. Yeah, he picked up his camera, got right back to work because danger is over. Good job for Joel. And he, yeah, he's the only one that survived. Yeah, played by Dwayne Martin. <laughs> yep, Dwayne Martin. Um, wonderful actor as well. I think him and Elise did a, a show or a movie. T- I feel like I've seen them again outside of Scream too. Possibly. Possibly. But I will say four black people, two men, two women. It was pretty awesome for 1997. And Scream had... Two more sequels after that. There was a black man in Scream 3. And I'm so sorry. I'm forgetting his name right now because I didn't write it down. Um, he dies. <laughs> he dies in the third act. Pretty late. Um, but in Scream 4, nah. Did anyone see Scream 4? Is that the one with Emma Roberts? Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> that was not, that said, was not no. shade. That was not oh, shade. Quickly. Um, it's on Netflix. Literally all the screams except for Scream 2 is on Netflix, which I thought was really frustrating. Isn't Scream 2 like one of the best? It's yeah, exactly. It's one of the best. So I'm confused. The best sequel. So wait, I'm lying. I did see Scream 4. Yeah, Emma Roberts and and she's the killer. Yeah, spoiler if you haven't seen Scream 4. I have a question. Yeah. Do you think that had they not had two more black people not die in the movie, do you think it would have been more of an issue? Because, you know, they had the two people die in the beginning, but then yeah. they still had two more throughout the movie. So do you think that if the two black people and the, there was only two black people and they just died in the beginning, do you think people would have been like, uh? No, see, this is 1997. So we were only talking about this, like, you know. Yeah, it, 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 it was True. no Twitter back homies, then. They weren't, yeah. yeah, yeah, they weren't tripping right. in 97. They were just happy to see us. <laughs> we were happy to see anybody in the film. Uh. Um, True. Yeah, it, didn't die. But I will say, I always think about franchises like Scream. Like it would be different if it was a black woman. If Sydney was a black woman, mm-hmm. it would be a lot more layers to it. I feel like kind of like what we talked. Where I think you guys will hear an episode coming up. We talked to Edwin from The Purge and how just just because being black, there are added layers. Even if it's not scripted that way, they're just different yeah. things. That she, could you imagine having to be black? At a PWI, and someone's trying to kill your mm-hmm. ass. <laughs> like, like it's all over. Like, damn, <laughs> you gotta go. I'm just trying to exist. I'm trying to go to college, and I can't win. So I, I do think Sydney Prescott as a character would have been so interesting if she was a black woman, um, to really have to deal with all of that. Um, but we love Naomi Campbell, and we love, I love the character. Ned I love the franchise. Nev, oh my God. Oh shit, it slipped. Freudian <laughs> slipped. I said Naomi, and I do yeah. love Naomi Campbell too. You love her too. Yeah. Could you imagine Naomi Campbell as I would, Sydney Prescott? I kind of want to make that movie. 
I do too. <laughs> she she throw phones at Ghostface. <laughs> And she looks so good doing yeah. it too. Um, uh, but also Scream Two. So Scream Two had everyone. I mean, we talked about Sarah Michelle Geller being in it. Um, who's first of all, she dies too, which I can appreciate. I'm like, a all right, waste of a perfectly good Buffy. What the fuck? Guys? Right. I'm like Buffy, <laughs> beat his ass, Buffy. This is nothing. What's going on? But she had to go. She was. She's wonderful. Also in this film, I consider she's not black, but I I want to add her to our list. <laughs> like <laughs> Buffy's gone. That don't make no damn sense. That hurts my heart too. Um, this movie is a lot of fun though. But as this is my frustration with the Scream franchise. Besides the TV series, as we already established, has nothing to do with this series. <laughs> First of all, Scream 4, you did watch it. Yes. Yeah. You guys haven't seen it, but it's on Netflix. You should watch it. It's fun. They, it's fun. They, yeah. They filmed it in the suburbs of Detroit and Michigan, and I'm from Michigan. And I was like, where the fuck are the black people? Like, not even a student. I get it's supposed to be Woodsboro and Woodsboro. I'm sorry. Woodsboro is supposed to be very um, white, but it's been 20 years since. I'm like, y'all didn't have a white flight after all the murders? Like, <laughs> you would think, I would be like, you think all the people would move out. The first thing they would have done is kicked us into the motherfucking Yeah, y'all go to Woodsboro. Yeah, yeah. Woodsboro <laughs> is dope. Woodsboro is dope. Um, so I was really, that's why I was disappointed in yeah. Scream 4 because in, in, in Scream 4, there's opening, there's fake opening scenes. There's three of them. Mm-hmm white girls in every scene the first two the second two and the third two are all white girls and i was just like you couldn't have one one black girl in there to just like something they're all like blonde and i get i think that well no some of them are brunette but it was just it's frustrating the whole franchise was frustrating so scream 2 really was like but if i remember right craven and williamson wasn't a part of scream 3 intern look it up do you have your phone see who (laughs) was the director and writer of scream 3 because I feel like uh, it's not their fault. I feel like the franchise took a turn in three. And if you ever seen three, it's not great at all. Um, so that probably wasn't their fault. Because how did we go for some of this rich diversity to scream three and four? Because there was a period in like the early 2000s where Hollywood decided they didn't really need black people anymore. That's true. And then a few years ago, they are like, oh, they're, you know, they're Wakanda forever. <laughs> So. You found it, Kristen? Yeah. Uh, director Wes Craven. Oh, Wes did oh. direct it. Screenplay Aaron Kruger. Aaron Kruger. Okay. Um, so we can't blame Kevin. <laughs> it might have been some some studio bullshit. You never know. Probably. But this is very true. For the 90s, we had a black renaissance with TV shows. We had mm-hmm. a lot. We were on the air all the time. And then, like Chris said, in the early 2000s, mid even mid-2000s, we disappeared from the screens and it really wasn't I want to shout out April Ryan um who's a friend of mine on Twitter it really wasn't until her hashtag Oscar so white that we really started paying attention again going wait a second where are where are we where are we and then we're still fighting for representation especially for Latinx people and um Asian American people too and our indigenous uh family too and our indigenous family for sure um, so we have a long way to go, but I feel like it's it's just it was a weird drop off because Scream Two felt like oh yeah we're gonna continue doing this and then nope. Um, but even you know like I said Halloween Resurrection I still know what you did last summer we all had that token mm-hmm. black person at least in there and then then we were just gone and thank God for Jordan Peele. I think seeing uh, did you guys see us? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
And oh, even when I said it, did you guys see us? Did you see, did you see us? us? Yes. <laughs> My sister's up right now. I saw us. Yes. We saw us. <laughs> that was the first time that I was like, dang, look at this is an all black family and we get to watch them like that. I know there's been movies like that before. I'm not saying they're the first to do it. Please don't come at me like that. But I'm saying as my 1989 born ass millennial, that's the first time I can remember yeah. sitting in a theater seeing that. And everybody is on the darker end. Uh, all yes, the black people are on the true. darker end of the spectrum, which is like, that's a, like, that's a big thing that people don't realize. It that like, just you. because there's a black, there there is like a token black person. If they look one way mm-hmm. then it's like okay you're you're how much progress are you really making if you're not mm-hmm. running the gamut well we all know that like i used to i still kind of dabble in acting but when i first moved out here 10 years ago there's a certain kind of black girl that would get auditions and and it was them that looked like me but also lighter than me and that had really really curly hair like that was the thing 10 years ago like my agent even told me you should buy a wig that's like really mm-hmm. tight curly hair because that's like what's in right now which basically means half white half black right because mm-hmm. the girls with that kind of texture of hair are mixed um sometimes sometimes right most of the time though because that's i mean there's curly hair and then there's that curly bouncy that's mm-hmm. like yeah. straightable hair that's a mixed girl and i was like man i I did. I bought the wig and it didn't make a damn difference. <laughs> but you could Throw definitely tell. Out. Yeah, you could definitely tell. Um, we're not going to name names because we support all black women here, half or not. Uh, but there's, like you said, there's definitely a type of black woman you have to be if you want to lead a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're talking body representation, oh. I still... <laughs> You want to go ahead? Uh, no, y'all. If if I go ahead, I'm not gonna stop. Okay, so we'll I just wanted to point out that we, as the film in general, has a long way to go for body representation, mm-hmm. um, especially the horror market. There's something about the lead girl in the horror film has to be small and tight and dainty, and she has to have a midriff shirt that shows off her little stomach. Um, I will say, I think Dawn of the Dead had a lady who was a little fuller on there and she, and she was a zombie and I thought it was really cool. I was like, oh, finally. Like, it may, there's other people in the world that mm-hmm. exist. This is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but as representation goes, Scream 2, I think of all of all the franchises has do, did the best so far. If I think about it. Halloween, Freddy, Chucky, yeah. They, they did the, oh, Halloween's terrible when it comes to representation. Yeah. Dear God. Really bad. Awful. But anyways, Chris, you rewatched Scream 2 and you took some notes. Is there something that stood (laughs) out to you that we should share with everyone? Uh, Hold on one second. I just remember watching it thinking, this still is very good. This is still very good after all these 20 plus years. Uh, not even just cinem- cinematically, but just the script is very good and and the twists are very good. I did appreciate that it was kind of like a pop culture time capsule because you've got Tori Spelling, you've got Jerry oh O'Connell, young Timothy Oliphant, um, just like all these people. Friggin' um, Laurie Metcalf, like who yes. was doing the damn thing forever and is finally just starting to get her roses. Um, but it... it, it I do like the nostalgic quality of it. I do love when Derek, uh, Sydney's boyfriend, sings to her in the lunchroom. <laughs> and he sings, I think I love you, which definitely is a, a PWI situation. <laughs> well, I I actually, I, I wrote a little snarky comment about that. But honestly, I'm surprised. Derek didn't blink enough 
And he was always creeping up on a bitch. So he didn't blink. Enough. He didn't blink. He, he just blinks. <laughs> can't trust someone who's I'm not mat- blinking. It I'm takes- meticulous. Yeah. I'm meticulous like that. And I'm just like, her girlfriends would have called a dick intervention and a been like, this could, this is Ghostface right here. But then he t- when he dies, oh, and he dies in a horrible way. He's strapped to a cross. Uh, Ooh. And they, he gets shot in the chest. Yeah. I was, and it looks like Jesus, honestly. I don't know if that was the intention to Jesus make him Jesus O'Connell. Look, yeah, <laughs> Jesus O'Connell. But he, the blood's like dripping just yeah. like Jesus. And I was like, that's terrible. And then they just pull him back up. <laughs> like they, get, they just get rid of the body by pulling him back up on the stage. Um, and it turns out it was Mickey. Yeah, his, his it be your own people. That was his homeboy. Yeah, that was his best movie. friend. Yep, and Set so so Elise, if Elise is Sydney's best friend, then Mickey was Derek's best friend, and Mickey ended up being the killer. Which I I here's the thing: Elise should have been the fucking killer. Elise, Hallie being the killer, like bitch, I've been talking. You've been talking about yourself for the last two years, and this and that. And I'm sick of your shit. I feel like it would have been a better movie. You know, it's funny when Jamie Kennedy. I'm sorry, I keep calling them by their real names. When Jamie Kennedy and David Arquette are having that conversation where yeah. they're kind, he's going through this the the, the sequel rules. Yeah, the sequel rules and naming suspects. Jamie Kennedy goes, "It could be her." You know, she's sweet and unsuspecting. And then he says, "Well, if she's a suspect, then so am I, and so are you." Yeah, and they cross so. that out. <laughs> And I was like, no, but I really wish not to give Kevin Williams notes. He doesn't need me to give him notes. Um, we haven't seen the black female serial killer yet. Ooh. In that film. would be. Y'all, aren't we, y'all always Shoot. say we so angry. Right. We have so much to be angry about. We do have so much to be angry about. Let's slice some shit up. So I would have loved if Hallie was just like, bitch, I was so sick of being in your shadow. I hooked up with um, your ex-boyfriend's mom. We came, we girl powered this shit. We came to take your ass down. Because um, Emma Roberts in the fourth one, she, that's what, I mean, she does it for fame. But I liked that twist that it was actually, I think Hallie's motivation would have been stronger than just, I want fans, not friends you know um and now i want it back i want it to happen now and now i'm like let's do remake scream 2 and and have Hallie be the killer would have been so much interesting all right let's do our let's wrap up our scream 2 uh episode here any final thoughts do you want to see the movie now Rika? yes i do <laughs> i do <laughs> I miss the 90s. You can rent it on iTunes for $3.99. <laughs> okay. Or not, not that much. I'm just kidding. What? Damn, it's $3.99. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little investment. <laughs> Well, I do just want to say, just like shout out to, you know, our predecessors who had to take shit like that on the chin and Mm -hmm. die within the first 15 minutes of a film so that we could get to a place like Get Out. Yeah. Jada, um, Omar, uh, Duane, Elise, you guys were doing it way before any of this became popular or cool to do. And we appreciate you for for leading the pack. Um, especially Miss Jada. Y'all put some respect on my girl's name. She's been in this game love way too her. long. We love you, Jada. You can always come on the show, by the way. Yes. Can we do Demon Knight? We yes. got to get into Demon Knight. Yes. No, bring, let's just have a Jada, like, set it off. <laughs> oh. Like, we're not even going to do horror. Mm-hmm. Like, Jada, mm-hmm. let's talk about set it off. <laughs> like, yes. I love Miss Miss Jada, and she don't get enough 
dues for the work that she's she has put in work as a black woman actress in this industry for years when it was hard and now we're all reaping the benefits of that like chris and i wouldn't be doing mm-hmm. this podcast we wouldn't be writers um with our own projects coming out if it wasn't for like you said people like regina king jada pinkett True. gabrielle union um uh robin Givens, all those women that had to like really suffer through the trenches so my black ass could sit here and talk shit <laughs> on a podcast. Hashtag true. We love you ladies and and gentlemen, men, Omar Epps. We're going to talk about Makai Pfeiffer in the next mm. episode. Ooh. I love, I love <laughs> me some Mac- It was I, a good year. <laughs> I will watch anything. I will watch Makai Pfeiffer. Remember just O? Re- yeah. How could I? Makai Pfeiffer and Josh Hartnett? Right. The, you never seen O? Kristen, no, have you seen, seen O? I don't know. Like Othello, it's yeah, the, it's an Othello basketball story about high school basketball players. It's got players. Julia Stiles, Mackay Pfeiffer, and Josh Hartnett, and it is I've seen it so damn good. And it was oh my gosh, <laughs> it's you got Kristen. Watch the it. intern is only twenty, so she missed a lot. <laughs> she missed a lot of these films. We're gonna catch her up. We're gonna get her a gift card so she can watch watch them all. Um, all right, you guys, that wraps up our Scream 2 episode. As always, uh, if you like what you heard, you can go ahead and leave a review. If you didn't like it, uh, at Kristen at our, all our social media because we don't read it. So <laughs> you can she reads it, though, so you can tell her that. And um, we'll see you next time. Bye, y'all. Bye. Afro Horror is edited by PJ Vernetti with logo designed by Jaron Hempel. All episodes were recorded at Envision Media Space in Burbank, California. You can find us on Twitter at AfroHorrorPod, as well as on Instagram and Facebook under at AfroHorror. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Also, check out our website, www.afrohorror.com, for show notes and extra features. No copyright infringement was intended while recording this show.